Hello and welcome to another exciting Blind Like Me. I'm Phil Parr, and uh, we have a host of folks here with us today. We're all gathered around. By the way, this is uh, April. April what? What is the date? What is the date? How much? Twenty third. Twenty third, and it's about uh, ten o'clock in the morning our time, Central. April twenty third, two thousand four. And show number. Show number. 37. Will this be 37? It will. I brought back 36 today. Man, it is hard to believe that we've done. <laughs> you know, because we started this so far after after we started doing the handyman. It's just weird to think we've done 37 of these little jewels. Anyway, obviously Don Shaw is here with us. Uh, obviously. Who usually isn't uh, on this show. Don is of, of blind handyman fame. He's, he's been with us ever since we... Have you ever missed a handyman? I haven't missed a show yet, in fact. But I have, haven't I? I missed one. One, I think. I missed one, and um, you've never missed one. Either. Not yet. Perfect attendance record. But you there's can, always a first time. You can, of course, you can see the little gold star that he has above, yeah. his, above his desk yeah. there. A little nothing inkwell, and uh, little gold stars that he gets for never missing. The key word there is nothing. The key word there is nothing. <laughs> that's so far, it, that's it. So far, it's been a labor of love, hasn't it? Huh? Just... Uh, Anyway, it's definitely been, been that. It's been a lot of fun, and so also with us we have we're having what we kind of call I don't know how we got into this title, but we call this Blind Weekend. For us, all weekends are blind. This one is just a little blinder than <laughs> than uh, most huh? some yeah. of the others. And we have uh, lounging on the couch in his uh, in a comfortable position. We'll say hi to Big John Bennett. Sir, yeah, how that's going on. It is. It how is, is everybody this morning. It is good to have you with us. Uh, you haven't you haven't been here, I guess, uh, since uh, October. October, I think, was the last time I was around. And um, we try to do this four times a year. Gather up uh, and do a little light imbibing and um, eat a little bit and and just I don't know what we do, but we've done. 21 of them. Is that right? Is that, I think our John Conley statistician. Yeah. Statistician John 21. Conley. John Conley's with us. Hi, John. How yeah, are you, sir? How's it going? So we have both Dallas Johns, and we have uh, Don Shaw and myself, Phil Parr. And on the telephone, long distance, uh, we have in Dallas, Texas, John Conley's wife, Pam. Pam, how are you? Hi. Right. Are you awake? Yeah, I'm awake. <laughs> so you can hear all this noise that we're making yeah, down. Yeah, I can hear it. <laughs> down in Lufkin. We, we've gotten these three together, Don Shaw and Pam and John Conley, because they went to the Texas School for the Blind at about the same time. I guess all of you all went to school together, right? We did. Right. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pam was there, and then uh, you and I guess you met, actually met uh, John Conley in uh, 
at the school for the blind. Is that right? Yeah, I did. Uh huh. You didn't date him then. You you. Uh, not at that time. No. Not at that time. Well, I don't. Un- unfortunately, I don't blame you. I wouldn't have either. <laughs> yeah, really, you, you just can't blame me for that. Nobody but, wanted to. <laughs> but you all are in uh, close to fifty or around fifty years old. So you. You uh, started your you, the school for the blind, I guess, sometime in the what well, in the early fifties or the mid fifties or what? Uh, no, how about how about uh, middle sixties? Middle sixties. Yeah. yeah, I guess that would be right because you all are fifty. If you're fifty years old, then you were born in fifty four, right? Right. All of you were born around 54. Pam, you're not quite 50 yet, are you? Not quite. And I was 52. I'm the old one you're here. The oldest, bunch, and, so. and you'll be 52 this summer, uh, uh, yes. Connelly. Is that right? Uh, well, no. Uh, uh, I'll be... Uh, I'm 51. Well, that's what I said. You'll be 52 this summer. No. no. You, you, just, <laughs> you just turned. I'll no, be no, 52 I, this summer. Oh, you'll you be just turned. I'm 51. Okay. All right. Well, we're, I'm a little confused, but then so are these guys. Anyway, y'all are about the same age. You all went to the blind school. Pam, what is your... Do you see. You actually see pretty good, don't you? Uh, yeah, I have pretty good vision. Uh, uh, just good enough to get myself around, but not good enough really drive a car. <laughs> not as, not, you, you think, uh, you think he sees, I think you see about as good as Patterson, don't you think? Mm. Oh, I think she does. I think. You did quite well on the boat at uh, guiding uh, John around and uh, doing things on the boat. So, but you, uh, now you've worked at Social Security for how long? Uh, 23 years. 23 years. Wow. And you're the, you're the receptionist at that office, right? Yeah, pretty much. And I do other clerical stuff, too, but mostly answer the phone, yeah. So in the daytime, uh, uh, other than the guy that you're married to, you're around all sighted people, aren't you? That, that's correct. There's no other uh, visually impaired or blind person in that office. At one time, we did have one, but yeah. not now. But uh, but you're the only blind person there. That's but right. you don't. I mean, you don't. You you go and do everything that the sighted people do. If, if there's exactly. copies to be made or whatever chores there are to be done, you don't plead. Well, I can't do that because I'm blind. Because you can you can see well enough to handle this job, right? That's right. Not not that a totally blind person couldn't, but yeah. you worked there 23 years, so you know you must be doing something right. That's the truth. Not you know. You just, I've never had a job. I've had lots of jobs 23 years, but it was there were several of them. <laughs> yeah. Different times in my life. That's anyway, a, and uh, Shaw, you, I think everybody knows your level of use. You're a, you're a, a, a partial, a not not a good partial. I'd just say a, a, a low partial, maybe, right? 24, 20 over 400 or so. Just kind of something in the middle of being legally blind and totally blind. So Every time I think about your sight, you do something that amazes me. Like you'll say, look at that. And I'll think, how in the hell do you see that? He can't see much better than I can. Yeah, but you just will be riding down the road, and he'll see something out the car window, and say, you, you know, a lot of it depends on the contrast of something, you know, light against dark, or it just don't see everything, of course. But in in some ways, it yeah. just it's kind of I guess in, in being in the middle, you know, the middle yeah. ground that can see certain things. I so. think anyone who's a total like uh, John Conley's a total, you're totally blind, right? Like I am, I, think. I, I am now. But yeah. John used to could see. I can remember the time back in school, of course, when John could see. So. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought no, you were always. Oh no. I no. You were always. You, so you had some sight at one time. I was a low, 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 low partial. But you have perception of colors. You know what the color blue looks like. Oh yeah, I still remember blue. Um and and um, see that's a big help because if totally blind people like me, I have no idea. Blue is 
nothing to me. I mean, it's just a word. A word we've only heard. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I don't, you know colors and things like that. Yeah, I, I, could, read, I could read money if I was uh, real close to it. Yeah, you could. I, I read, you, you could see. I mean, you, you could see enough to you could read money. And, you mean, could read money when you, were, when you were younger? Yeah. Oh, Even yeah. up until the time when we first got married, he said, because I, I remember him doing that. He could see some. See the bills yeah. at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, around my 29th birthday, about a day or two before my 29th birthday, I got, got uh, lost at home. Your eyes, your eyes went completely away. Yeah, glaucoma. Got the rest of it. See, I wonder, but I have no idea because I have no conception of this, if it would be better to have never seen. You know, I used to think if you had to be blind, you might as well start out that way. But now I've about changed my mind. Well, we've hashed that around many times. Haven't well, we, we really we have. still haven't come up with a you have people answer like, uh, to that question. People like Dale Campbell, who saw perfectly one minute and then the next minute could see nothing. I mean, zero. Yeah. And then you have people like you who had some sight and lost that vision. And uh, you seem to do fine as a total. I mean, you know, I, I, had, I didn't know you could ever see. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. I, couldn't, I couldn't see good. Couldn't see very far. Yeah. Uh, they, they say it was like looking through a pinhole. Uh, yeah. I couldn't tell that. But I, I, I couldn't see very far. But I could see uh, real light and colors. And, yeah. See, I couldn't see, couldn't see very far. Yeah. But you could see. I mean, that was. And I've been down I, both. I still, had to, still had to use a cane. Yeah. But uh, but I could walk faster because the the sidewalk was a lighter color and I I, I could I could walk rare. Yeah. I'm, I'm used to walking fast. Uh huh. You use a cane. You always do. You, do you use a cane some, Don John? Not now, but I was going to say you know I've been kind of down both roads because I I could see some always growing up, but then I I, I got a cataract. I started getting it probably oh early twenties. I guess, and over the years, you know, cataract just gets worse and worse. And I finally got down to where I couldn't see anything but light. So, of course, I used a cane then for, oh, God, years, you know, eight years or so. You walked around with a cane. Sure. Yeah, had to. Yeah. And then finally when it got, only having one eye is the reason they wouldn't uh, remove the cataract until the vision got, you know, where, to a point where there wasn't anything to lose. Yeah. And when it got down to seeing light, there really wasn't anything to lose. So then we, we uh, they removed the cataract and uh, restored vision to the level that I've got now. So really, I've been down both roads. So Now, now do you see better now than you did in school? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You think so? Oh, yeah. No doubt. There's no question about that. Some better. I mean, not a lot, yeah. but some. Some better. You yeah. could see in school, you could see a little better than I could. Yeah. Uh, Okay, but if if didn't you say when you first got saw the CCTV that they couldn't make print too small for you to read, Charles? Didn't you say that? Uh, yeah, on the closed circuit TV, sure. Yeah, on the because CCTV. it magnifies so. I mean, it's such a good magnification. Yeah. And we, you know, we've left out John Bennett, who sees almost as well as everybody. I mean, yeah, that's in one eye, I see pretty good. You, you, you do. If, if we were out of beer and there was no one else to drive, I'd ride across the river with you. <laughs> we, we can take that chance. I, we, I, we could. We could have to. You, you've, done, you've done it before, so you could probably do it again. I don't, I don't need beer that bad. I <laughs> well, I, I don't know that wrecking the car was really your fault, John. Uh, I've never really blamed you for that. John and I had an interesting experience. We. Uh, us and two or three other blind people decided one night we'd drive a car. Of course, we'd been drinking wine, all Thunderbird wine all day. Thunderbird wine, man. What, wasn't it? Is that what we were drinking? What were we drinking? What I, I, my memory's gone on that one, what we were doing. Yeah. We decided we'd drive a car, and we wrecked the car. And, of course, the policeman wouldn't take us downtown because he said, he said, they'd laugh me out of, the, out of the police department, bringing in five <laughs> blind guys driving a car. 
nice. I wasn't about to take you down. I said I'd be the laughing stock of the. <laughs> we saw the guy, Officer Laird. I saw him later on uh, at some club I work at. Anyway, uh, let's get to around. Do, do what, Pam? Do you start to say something? Oh no, I didn't say. Okay, let's get around to the Texas School for the Blind, where you all started sometime in the '60s. That uh, uh, I'd left. John Bennett and I left in. Uh, I guess John in '59 or '60. '59. I left. Uh, they asked me to leave in '58. They asked me to leave. They sent my (laughs) father a letter and said, Little Philip doesn't seem to be uh, adhering to anything we're trying to teach him. We'd appreciate if you wouldn't send a little uh, (laughs) little boy. If you didn't send a little blank boy back. Uh And so my daddy threw a fit. But I I, I I had already made up my mind I was going to. I was going to quit, but that's another story. I didn't. I didn't get along with those people. They didn't like me. I didn't like them. That doesn't make me bad or them. But it was just. It was an awful experience for me. But I understand that it got much better in later years. Who wants to start? I think it did get better, much better. Let me just go. Mine won't take too long, so let me just go for it because I was probably the one that came later. Uh. Because I actually came there in the, John, you said middle 60s. I came actually in the late 60s, I guess. Uh, you came in 1970. Had they done you in public but, school? At one yeah, time? that's what I was going to say. I actually started out in summer school there, but I, I started in, in, in public school. Uh, went to, that's kind of back when they started mainstreaming back in the 50s. Uh-huh. And uh, I went to a special education class in elementary, but in a public school. And, of course, the deal was on that, you know, being in a, a city the size of Houston or, or any other large city that you happen to be in. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, <laughs> in my case, anyway, I had like an hour ride across town, like to school. You know, and being in elementary school for a little kid, you know, that's a pretty tough ride. But anyway, I, think so, yeah. I did that and uh, went to elementary school in the special ed room. Learned Braille. Uh, learning Braille wasn't a big deal because I guess I learned it in first grade just like when other children re- learned to read print. So I never really thought, you know, it was just kind of natural to me, I guess, learned Braille instead of print. So, and it just, uh, you know, it seems like I've always known how to read Braille. So just kind of learned it, did, did the elementary school things. Then by the time we got through elementary, moved up to middle school. Uh, you know, I'm not sure, you know, being a, a child, you're not really sure how these yeah. things come to be sometimes. But who, whoever had talked to my parents, which, by the way, we've talked on the show before about either parents kind of holding you back or just letting you do pretty much anything you wanted to do. Yeah. My parents, luckily, were the, were the last type. that you they, know, let, they let you do pretty much what you wanted. Just pretty much anything and everything that I wanted to do. And uh, I'm thankful for that today because really? I know it's helped and, me a lot. And your father was, was uh, I gather from what we've talked about, was somewhat mechanically inclined in that he t- t- showed you uh, uh, how, to, how to work on things. That, 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 that's true. Yeah. That's a fact. Um, and that's been a big help through the sure whole life. It, sure it has. That's, uh, you know, you wouldn't be, why, you wouldn't be a blind man. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't be a blind man. Even about <laughs> think about that. Anyway, so that's you started it. in public school learning Braille. and uh, So however it came about, when I got to the junior high, middle school stage, they, someone decided that I ought to go to the middle school that was like, oh, God, a, a half a mile from the house. Yeah. 
and just be uh, with the regular sighted children. And I, at that time, you know, we had no technology compared to what children have now growing up. Uh, I had a, a, a typewriter and a braille writer, and uh, that's someone had made me a cart on wheels. Uh, really, it was a cabinet on wheels. Probably stood up, I don't know, three foot high, mm-hmm. and it had a handle on it where I could <laughs> kind of take it with me from class to class. And you could and wheel, wheel your, your equipment around. Took my equipment with me. See, it, that's fantastic. It, it was mm-hmm. sturdy. It was, I saw it. it well, yeah. you, you did. You saw that cabinet, didn't you? I tell you what we'll do. If you know, let's take uh, we've got Don, Don Show in middle school. We hadn't gotten him to the to the blind school yet, but we'll do that in just a few minutes. And back with more, and uh, also talk with Pam Conley, John Conley, and uh, be back more in just a minute on Blind Like Me. of four children. His family lived in Kansas City, Missouri, and he remembers that since he was blind from birth, he had managed to persuade everyone in his family except his father to do precisely what he wanted. Gary Wonder attended grades one through five at the Kansas City Public Schools. When he was 10, a boy who attended the Missouri School for the Blind persuaded him that he was missing real life by staying at home. At the school, his friend told him that kids rode trains and buses, they could bowl and swim, and they didn't have to listen to parents. As a result, Wonder did some persuading at home and was on hand for sixth grade and some necessary but painful lessons about the real world. At the close of seventh grade, Wonder returned to public schools, having learned several vitally important lessons. He knew the basics of using a white cane, and he recognized that his father's demand on him had sprung from strong love and eagerness for his son to succeed, and he understood that people beyond his own family had worth and deserved their respect. Wonder decided to major in political science and philosophy because he felt compelled to avoid the science and math that he loved but feared to take. During his sophomore year, he met a professor from the Central Missouri State University who suggested that he was ducking the challenge. Together, they explored the question of whether or not a blind person could follow schematics and read voltmeters. So, Wonder transferred to Missouri State, where he graduated in 1977 with a degree in electronics technology. Wonder looked for interim jobs after graduation while he tried to decide what to do. He enrolled in a 10-month course in computer programming offered by the Extension Division of the University of Missouri. No blind person had ever entered the program before, but Gary completed it successfully and was hired immediately in the fall of 78 by the pathology department of the University of Missouri Hospital and Clinics in Columbia. Years and promotions later, Wonder is successfully working at a hospital and is now a senior program analyst in the Information Services Department. On the Blind Side, I'm Mark On the Blind Side, celebrating the contribution of blind people to societal evolution.
Yeah, I'm not sure about this uh, funeral music we've drifted into here. <laughs> really? Sounds really? kind of like a dirge. Well, most most of us are still alive. and uh, Sort of. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Sounds like this <laughs> really? is good music station. You know, they used to have those. Anyway, back welcome yeah. to uh, Blind Like Me. I'm Phil Parr. Along with us is uh, John Bennett, John Conley, Don Shaw, and long distance on the telephone, Pam Conley is with us. And, uh, Don, you were finishing up your, we got you in middle school. You still haven't gone to the blind school. Well, wrapping up middle school here. Anyway, uh, I, I took my technology to the classes with me. We did this, I uh, did this for a year. And, you know, with the new ADA rules now, you know, the, the schools and institutions have got to, got to furnish what we need. Yeah. The equipment that now we they need. do. But back then they didn't. Oh. Uh, they, they just, and I'm, I'm not sure really exactly how I got the books or really where they came from, but however I got the books and, and things, it, it just didn't work out for whatever reason. So I did that for a year. Then I, I uh, had to go back because I just couldn't get the books to the regular middle school with the special education classes back across, you know, back to riding the bus across oh, town again. Yeah. So I did that, and uh, for another year or so, probably up to the end of middle school, ninth grade or so, and at that point, I, someone had told me about the school for the blind in Austin, Texas. Oh, boy. And, uh, you know, I said, man, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this bus ride. You know, I had friends in the neighborhood, of course, that I hung out with. I had some friends at school. But, you know, I said, you know, I guess I'm ready for a change. And it, it was a free choice, uh, me and, and another a friend of mine that also went um, to middle school, special education. Uh, his parents took both of us to the school to look, just to look over the school one yeah, day. Yeah, okay. We were kind of thinking about going up there. And anyway, me and this other guy both went to a summer session in summer school. And that was kind of a deal just that uh, students could come to just to learn different things and, and, and just kind of more of a, a, a little work, but more of a fun type situation and just, you know, doing different things. Anyway, did different activities and uh, oh, learn this and that. That's a, <laughs> that's a whole other show. But anyway, I said, me, you know, this isn't so bad for the you know, first time, you know, get up and uh, be with some other students that are in the same boat I am. You know, part of the problem was at home in the neighborhood was that students, of course, being that age, are getting where they're just fixing to get their driver's license, and some of them wanting to drive, and you know, of course, not being able to do that. Yeah. Then I get to the to the school in Austin and discover yeah. there's other kids in, in the same boat that are walking just like I am, and say, ah, this it wouldn't be so bad. I think I want to do it anyway. I, I applied uh, to go to school there during the school year, uh -huh. and started in the year of seventy, uh, the, the the fall of 1970. So you landed at the school for the blind. Kind of how I got there. Austin, Texas, long after John Bennett and I left. Pam, how did you how did you get to the school for the blind in Austin? Well, I started there in about in the fall of 1965. Uh -huh. um, I went to public school in there in my small little town until then, and because I'm so nearsighted, it was just kind of hard for me to 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 get you know to do sure. things like I had had to sit on the first row of the you know with my desk on the first row in order to be able to see the blackboard and. And, just, and being such a small town, it, they just were not equipped to really handle a blind, a blind child or the visually impaired person at that time. Nowadays, yeah. they would be, you know. But oh, sure, the, the government would make them nowadays, but back then, uh, like that's probably what nowadays yeah. most people do. But uh, back then, it's such a small town, and 
So I went to the fourth grade, and then in 1965, I went to the school for the blind there. They sent you away to the school for the blind? Yes, sir. Away from your parents? Do you have brothers and sisters? Well, yes, I did. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so there you were. You were at the blind school in 65, and uh, you were in the fourth grade. So you were about uh, nine years old, ten years old? Actually, I was 11. Actually, you were 11. Now, did they give you any introduction? I mean, did you have any idea what was going on when you when they took you there? Well, uh, as far as just, uh, they just, my, my, actually, it's my aunt because she's the one that found, knew about that school because she was a special ed teacher. So she had toured it at one time. That okay. Time, so folks found out about it. But they, they kind of prepared me as far as being away from home and sure. all that, you know. So Yeah, but you uh, had not been there until you, you, you hadn't seen the no. school. Like Don got a chance no, to I go. I did not go to it, no. Don got a chance to go look and and see what it was like, and then he decided to go. But they one day you in September of '65, there you were at the school for the blind with a hundred other blind girls. Right. People you'd never met, scared to death, right? Yeah, I was pretty pretty uh, scared. <laughs> I bet. I would imagine. I bet you. It was so I... different from what you know I was used to. Sure, it was totally different from what you were. Everybody was excited in the world that I had come from, you know. Yeah. So. Uh huh. It, it was different. I mean, it didn't really take me too long, but it, it was different. Uh, but I didn't take long to make friends, so that did, uh, you know, that was good. Actually, I adjusted pretty well. Um, uh, I found that it was probably for the best because there were things that, you know, were to my benefit being from Sure, there were. Well, and and the, the one one good thing about the, te- the school for the blind, whether it's Texas or wherever it is, you you do get you make friends and you learn from other blind. You see other blind people, whereas see, you wouldn't. That's, that's the thing that is a benefit. Like I said, I had, hadn't really been around any blind people until then, so yeah. that was one of the good things about going there was you realize that if you're not the only one, that there's other people. I agree. That's what I found too. Yeah, that there are other people in the same in boat, the same that, boat. Are, that are not going to be able to drive and who are not going to be able to do a lot of things that sighted kids can do and who are going to live their life, uh, it will maybe have the same quality life, but who are going to live it differently because they can't see. And that's one thing you learn. That's, of course, that's one of the reasons we do this little show is to show people that you can succeed or you can have a semi-normal, if we knew what normal was, life as a blind person. It is not the end of the world if you lose your... Your eyesight. Uh, uh, Are you awake? John Connor? Hello. Connie. Yeah. I, 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 thought he'd, I thought he dozed off there. <laughs> Go ahead, Benny. No, I had nothing to say. I was just uh, responding oh. to you. Oh, I thought uh-huh. you were. I, I knew you weren't awake. I was looking <coughs> oddly there. I thought yeah. maybe he had maybe he'd drifted. That's what happens when you get two Johns in the same room. Yeah, that's what happens. We've had, we've had two Johns. We've always got two Johns, and we've got... Uh, usually two Dons. Don Patterson is here. We've got two Dons. One time we had uh, two Dons, two Johns, and two Toms, and Phil. <laughs> we did. It was really yeah. strange. All right, John, what, how did you end up at school? They sent you there to first grade, didn't they? Uh, no, uh, I, I started out in 59 uh, in public school. Uh, really? Like Don Shaw in a, in a Braille class. Yeah. Uh, Dallas had uh, two schools, two elementary schools that had Braille classes in both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, w- I went to one of them. Uh, my first grade learned Braille. Uh-huh. Uh, the second year in second grade, uh, I went there for about 
two months uh, and then went transferred to Austin. Uh, Do you know why? I mean, what was the deal? What, why did uh, they decide to transfer to Austin? I don't know, but I know I, did, I didn't like school. I know that. You didn't. You, did, you didn't like public school. Public school. I didn't like. I didn't like school. Period. You didn't like any school. I didn't like. You reckon that's why we get along so good? <laughs> Both of us hated school. I couldn't stand it. I, I couldn't. I, I just couldn't. Have. So. Uh, uh, I went to the uh, blind school in second grade, uh, yeah. and um, didn't uh, uh, failed the second grade. So I came back to public school. <laughs> to the other, I went to the other elementary school this time for two years. I had to try them all, didn't you? I tried. I, we tried them all, and then uh, then I transferred. Uh, I, well, I I went to those. Uh, this was. I'm, uh, mixed up on years because there's a lot of years. Yeah. Uh, eventually, I went back to the first uh, elementary school again. That you'd originally gone to. I'd originally gone to in the first grade. Man. I That's went wild. there. I went there for two and a half years, and uh, then I went up. Then I made a radical uh, change. Went up to New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> that is a radical. Change. I didn't know about that. How do? You, how would one end up in New Jersey from? Well. Uh, uh, there was a there was a guy. Uh, he wrote a book. He wrote a book. His name is uh, Robert Russell. Wrote a wrote a book called uh, "To Catch an Angel." Uh-huh. Uh I don't know what this guy did for a living. I read the book, but it's been so many years ago. But he he went to the New York Institute, uh, New York Institute for the Blind, and uh-huh. they they wanted to get me in there. Uh, my parents thought that was a good place, I guess. That that would be a good place for Blind John to go with the New York Institute for the Blind. Yeah, and they were full. They mm. were full. They couldn't take me. So uh, they did the next best thing. I went. I went to a school in New Jersey. Uh, it's still there in Jersey, Jersey City, New Jersey. And I went there for uh, half a year because I I had uh, transferred there in uh, January of, of that year mm-hmm. of '66, January '66. Uh, finished out that year at that school, and then... Hey, John, Yeah. before you get away from that, I may okay. interrupt you just for a second here. But, well, I know he's probably listening, but when you were in New Jersey, and I never got back with you on that, but is that where you think you, you might know list member John Justice from? Uh, I know it is. Because uh, that'd he, be interesting to see if I, 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 I he remembers you. No, no, we wasn't there at the same time. Oh. But, but we did go to the same school, so I do want to get in touch with him. I'll be darned. I didn't know that. Yeah. John, John, so you knew you didn't know John Justice, but you knew who he was. Well, no, uh, I, I, I had no idea who he was because he, he went there probably ten years before, before, before I did. Before your time. Okay. But we did go to the same school. So y'all need to get together and talk. And if you get your email straightened out, that'd be real easy to do. But that's another story. We won't <laughs> yeah, another, another story for Pam, another day. Pam, would you would you get rid of all those messages in his email so he can start receiving email? I could try. He insists that he. He wants to listen to all that stuff. Just, <laughs> Why, just, I don't know. Just go, just take all of them and, and, and hit, just do do control A, which will select them all, and then hit the hit delete the big key, delete. and they'll be gone. And if he wants to read them, he can go to... <laughs> Got to the deleted he items can, and go read them the, there. the deleted items folder and read them there if he's insisting. Well, that's on true, yeah. Yeah, get rid of them. So he can. <laughs> I would. Anyway, so they sent you to New Jersey. And actually, they were looking for something that interested you because you were, you were not doing well in school, right? Right. Oh, yeah. So they were trying to figure out what could we do with this boy to get him interested in school and, and help him. So uh, in, in, uh, in the fall of 66, uh, 
Because in the fall of '66, they did send me across the street to a Catholic school. Oh. Uh, I went. To, I went to school with sighted kids for two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a deal! Yeah, not. I'm not a Catholic, but I went to school. Okay, but then you had some sight, also. Uh, yeah, but I was reading Braille. I was. I was a Braille user. So, uh, and I enjoyed it up there. I learned mobility when I was 13 years old, uh, uh-huh. which was much earlier than everybody else, you know, other, other places. I guess uh, that's true. And, uh, uh, see, I lived I lived in one school, and I went to school in the, uh, at the other. Uh, I, just li- I was just living up there. That was just someplace to live at that school. Mm-hmm. How'd so, you get back and forth between the two? Uh, it's just across the street. Oh, okay. I just, I just walked across. Well, the street. that's it's, neat. It's real close. Yeah. And the only reason why I had to leave that school in '68, the blind school, uh, they 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 changed to a state school, so I had to. Okay. I, I was from Texas, so I had to. I had to leave. Couldn't go to that state school anymore. Right. Yeah. What a deal. Right. And so so, uh, so then, uh, after that, they. Uh, and then I went to Austin in '68, fall of '68. There wasn't any place else to go. That, that was the last. That was the end of the line for you, by the way. That was the end of the line. So they sent you to the Texas School for the Blind. Then, yeah, of course. Right? Of course, I'd, I'd, I'd already been there uh, in uh, the in '60 uh, '61 year. You know, mm-hmm. 1960. I'd been there, and you didn't do too well there. They, no, they, things things didn't work out too well. <clears throat> so. Still didn't, uh, when I came back, still didn't do all that great. And I was thinking about quitting school in 1971. And uh, the reason why I didn't, uh, uh, they taught me into staying uh, in school, going to school half a day and working half a day, you know. Going to school from 7.30 in the morning to 11.30 Mm -hmm. and then uh, working from 1 to 5 in the afternoon. And that made you happy enough that you agreed uh, I, not to. I said, oh, yeah, I'll stay. I'll... So how old were you in 71 when you think were thinking about quitting school? Uh, I was 18. And so it was time to quit then. It was time to quit anyway. And you could quit at that point when you were 18, couldn't right. you? Yeah. It was a free choice to be. Well, my, my, my parents gave me the choice. They, they uh, At least they said <laughs> they said they were going to give me the choice. Give you the choice to be but able they, to. They talked you into going back, and, and finally you finally finished at yeah. the School oh, for yeah. the Blind in Austin. Yeah, sure did. Okay. Um well, let's see. So you all three went to the. How, do what you? No, I was just going to say. I, you know, I did the same. You know, was I? I also went to school half a day and worked the other half. And you know, that was really a good deal for us at the time because, man, you know, working of course the half a day and uh, it was sort of a, a rule in the vocational program, work program that you know, you'd save half, which was kind of a bummer. I mean, I'm, I'm glad I guess one got out that I did, but at the time, you know, well, we raised hell about that. Not that it did any good, yeah. but it just, but by the time you saved your half and even having half of the money left that you made, I mean, God, we, you know, just went out and did all, you know, always had extra money, went and spent money, did all kinds of things. And it, was, it was great. We ate it was good. See, yeah, that's, ate good. That would have been when John Bennett and I were at school for the blind. Would and Don Patterson. That would have been absolutely unheard of. Oh, it was great. It now, was. I mean, nothing like that existed. You were, you were. When we went, you were there, and that's it. You were just there. You had no way of 
going anywhere. You could they get, we had town day once every two weeks, and the, and you guys worked. Oh, you man. actually you actually left the campus. We went to eat just off campus, just about every night. Oh yeah, I mean, it just did. you know we had, <laughs> we, just, we 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 would dump the girls and go eat. <laughs> what a deal, man! Dump yeah, the that, girls that, and go crushed. eat. Oh yeah. <laughs> Looks like you'd had better sense than that. We'd, uh, we'd go out. With, we'd <laughs> if go out. Well, when I was going with you, wouldn't agree. Oh, okay. Well, let's just don't get into that. She would agree. The thing is, though, we'd actually go off twice because, you know, we, we could uh, go off with the girls, uh, come back at, oh, 8 o'clock or so. Yeah. Yeah. See, see we, 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 could, we could leave. Uh, what it is, we, we ate at 5.30, and uh, at 6 o'clock we could go see the girls from 6 to 8. And then uh, and we could go off campus with them. As long as we, were, we could leave at 6 with them and and. Come back at eight. Come back and check back in at eight. So you then, wait a minute. You could have taken this girl, these girls, with you to eat if you had you sure. wanted to. From six to eight, and we did. And you we, could have gone did. to and we did. Be- and we did a lot of times. You could have gone to Beck's drugstore. Was sure. it still there? Sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It was still there. Yeah. And and you could have taken your girlfriend that you were that you were thought you were in love with in could to, and did to eat and did to, with you. John Bennett. What. Uh, I tell you, I would have given money for that. <laughs> that. That's unheard of. I mean, that's, that's, that's a new world. But that, but yeah, we, we'd go and, and eat. You know, go go to Two uh, J's, go to wherever and eat, and then we'd come back, check back in, take them back to the dorm, check back in, then check back out again, and go back. Go and eat some more food. We, we, we'd check Just. back out about eight thirty, and and come back as long as we were back by nine thirty. <laughs> everything was cool. Was, everything Man. was cool. Yeah. I, can't even, yeah. I can't even fathom that. That, that is so wild <laughs> compared to what John and I went through, which was just which was they they. They discouraged you having any sort of normal life. It was like you're blind, you're always going to be this way. You could tune a few pianos or cane a few chairs or make some baskets, but that's all you're going to be able to do. It was a small step above Huntsville. Yeah. I mean, it which was, is a state pen, by which the is way. The, yeah, which the is prison. the Texas state prison. <laughs> I mean, it was horrible. They acted like you were, you're blind and you're not going to succeed. Don't bother trying. You can have no normal life. We had we had girls' town day one Saturday and boys' town day the next Saturday. That's how bad it was. That'd be bad now. That would be. The, that would the girls be had one town day. We had another town day. Now there were certain ones of us who went with. Well, we won't get into that. But anyway, there was. Um, yeah, that wouldn't be good. John John, John Bennett had an Austin girlfriend, so he was a little, someone locally, which was a little better. But he was a little more fortunate than but, the rest of us. But I did have to break every rule in the book to. Oh, you did. Yes. I would see. Uh, I was going. I was going with a girl named Mary Francis at that time i would see her friday afternoon if i was lucky i would get to talk to her 30 seconds friday afternoon when we school let out and we were all went we all went to pe then i would not see her again until the following monday morning every other weekend that's the way it was Wow, and that's hard on a on not a good on a horny young fourteen fifteen year old. I mean that no was kidding. that was it was terrible. Um, you know, not I'm not advocating uh, premarital sex or anything. I'm just saying I sure would like to have spent some time with Mary Francis over the weekend, just sitting drinking a coke and talking to her. Oh but sure, it would yeah. have been nice to just live a normal life. Yeah, it, it would have been. Yeah, yeah, if y'all could have. It was almost like you're blind. It's your fault, and you're going to be punished for it. We're going to get you because you're blind. Yeah. Man, what a change, though, in, in uh, just a matter speaking, of a few speaking years. Speaking of changes, uh, the, the magic time was 1965, I believe. I wasn't there, but I think that, that was the time of change. Right, let's, let's, Pam let's, was there, but after a break. Okay, that hold that. We'll take a break, come back, thing. and we'll talk about other changes at the Texas School for the Blind. I think. 
probably doing a series on blind schools is probably a good idea, and we might get into that I a little think later. think so. Back with more Blind Like Me in just a minute. Research team certifies screen reader friendly. Now with this week's blind site, here's Don Shaw. Largeprint.net is your large print resource on the internet. Largeprint.net, a internet resource site that I just recently found out about, seems to be a great resource for large print material. Everything from large print magazines that you can order to all different kinds of materials in the large print format. Some of it's available on the internet and some of it you order. But whatever you end up doing, large print material can be really useful if you have low vision. And besides all that, this site even is screen reader friendly. I would give it a, a reader friendliness rating of a 8 if you have low vision and need a, a really good large print resource, go and check out www.large-print.net. Lots of links over there and lots of things to offer. Lots of resources. Until next time, I'm Don Shaw. Keep on blind sighting. If you found a screen reader friendly website you'd like us to mention, send your email to blindlikeme, all one word, at txucom.net. And join us again next time for Blind Sites. Welcome back to our little show called Blind Like Me. Uh, we're talking about blind schools. We have uh, Pam Conley with us, Pam and John Conley, husband and wife from Dallas. Uh, John, uh, Pam is in Dallas, and, and uh, John is in studio. Don Shaw is here with us. John Bennett is here, and I'm Phil Parr, and we're just talking about blind schools and the immense, amazing changes made at schools for the blind over the years. Now, Conley, you were telling us that you think the major change came when? Uh... I heard it was in 1965. Yeah, I think it was because that's when I came and, and I was hearing all these people talking about this this uh, superintendent that used to be there named Allen, <laughs> how bad it was and all that. And 
So apparently I just got in under the wire there. Really? But Mr. Allen was gone by the time you got to... Yes, to... he was. Well, I, if I've never told you this before, let me mention, Pam, that you're a lucky person. Uh, Other people have told me that. He was... Um, and I never understood, uh, and it's not good to talk about the dead. I'm sure they'll talk about me when I'm gone. <laughs> Mr. Allen was, uh, was as blind as I am. He was totally blind. He was a very well-educated fellow, as far as I could tell. He was very filled up with the fact that if he had an idea, it was a good idea. And all of us learn at some point in our lives that, you know, if you had, if one out of ten of your ideas was good, you'd be a lucky man. He thought every idea he had was a good idea, and that's the way things ought to be done. And the blind school was very restrictive. It was it was very uh, uh, unchallenging. Very folks who went through the same experience at the blind school i did and liked it and did fine for me it was just very restrictive i could not i couldn't you know i couldn't uh, handle the uh scrutiny uh, of 24-hour scrutiny i mean sometimes when when i in the early years like i had miss malmberg was my fourth grade teacher she was also my supervisor in College K or College F or whichever college. So no matter what I did, I had that old uh, bitch with me <laughs> at 24 hours a day. No matter, if I'd screwed up in school that afternoon, then I had her with me that night and it, vice versa. And it was terrible. It was, you know, it was just the, the worst of both worlds. And it, it took me a long time to get over it and get past it. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. I, I think Mr. Bennett... Would agree with that. I would concur wholeheartedly. Oh, As a matter of fact, uh, saying Bill Allen over the internet lets me know that you can use profanity. <laughs> he was a, he was not a nice fellow. I, he was an educated man, but he was not. A, the, so, the only thing I never will understand: they yeah. were very restrictive. The school was at the, during the years I was there was terribly restrictive, except they'd let you smoke cigarettes at 16 years old without permission. Now they would they would do that when you turn no parental permission. Well, uh, now now wasn't you saying they had they even had cigarettes cigarette machines in, in the dormitory in the dorm. See, we didn't have that when we no, were we there. Didn't. So sure didn't. You didn't have cigarette machines in the dorm. No. In fact, it only got to one point to where they finally had a little area that you could smoke. That's right. Yeah, we were real restrictive at the end for smoking. Well, area. of course, back then they didn't. I don't know. You know, they didn't really realize the hazards of cigarettes back then. They didn't realize how that they'd just kid you. You know, there wasn't any. Well, we can all say this because we're having our first absolute smokeless blind weekend. None of us smoke anymore, and we all used to be uh, uh, big smokers. Uh, uh, lots of except us, for not, John Conley. Not all, except for yeah. John Conley. He never smoked. But you kids could. You could uh, your, your your day. Give us a, a, a day. You get your day to wake you up at what time in the morning? Six. Uh, we would wake up. I think uh, I want to say was it six thirty? Yeah, I think so. I think we woke up at six thirty and ate breakfast at seven. I believe. I think that was it. Yep. What if you decided not to eat breakfast there? Could you go somewhere and eat breakfast? No. 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 You, you couldn't. You couldn't do. No. 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 You could. You couldn't do that. You no, had. You, you had to come. That. You had to come down to you breakfast to whether up. you ate or not. You had to come down to breakfast whether you ate or not. You had to come down. You and, had to sit there. Make ten minutes. An appearance you for did. ten minutes. Ten minutes. You had to do that. Okay. So that we've got that started. Then you went back upstairs and made your bed and uh, go ahead. Yeah, I we had to do that. Made, still. You made your bed and. Um, just I don't remember. Getting ready to go to class. I don't remember when, when did when did when did school start? Eight or eight thirty? I don't I remember. Eight. Uh, no, uh, let's see. I guess it had to be about eight thirty. Was it? 
I'm not sure, John. I'm thinking eight, but that seems like a long time. <laughs> I'm long ago to remember that. Yeah. But I think it was eight o'clock. I do too. Eight o'clock. Yeah. Well, when I was there, when John and I were there, it was eight fifteen. Exactly. It was eight fifteen. That first bell, I think, rang at uh, at eight fifteen. And then, anyway, uh, and then lunch. Uh, see, lunch was what noon was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Okay, okay. Now, let's let's get into some things here. Eight o'clock class, that class started. Was there did anybody work in the morning? Did anybody have their... No, no, nobody no. Uh, nobody worked in the morning. So only, only the afternoon. You only worked, you could, all, I mean, all these jobs that you had were in the afternoon, afternoon. Right? Part-time afternoon jobs. Right. Every mornings were. I guess, I guess the only ones. That, now we had a we had what they call a, a canteen, which was a, a small vending stand. But that uh-huh. was on campus. That, that was, was on campus. campus. Yeah. Now, now those folks, they they worked. Uh, I guess some of them might have worked in the morning. Some of them did well, work see, in the morning. Just, just for fun, let's see if let's see just just for kicks. Let me see if this sounds familiar. Uh, let's see. Oh yes, it does. <laughs> it does. Was that it? Oh yeah. Was, was that to, is that you, the bell? Uh, you got up with that. No. Uh, went to breakfast with you that. Sure that you went the, to school with that. That's the blind school bell. Uh, you went to bed with that. You went to uh, to dinner with that. Uh, you did everything with that. Well, okay, yep. but the morning came and you had your you academic time, math, science, whatever you happen to have in the morning, and you did that. It's noon time now, and you've gone to noon. Could you go somewhere else and eat at noon? No, no, you had to go eat at lunch. Now, my last year, I did skip lunch for about nine months. Did you? Yeah. So you got, never got, made an appearance, got, even? I, got, I didn't make you an appearance until I got caught. I got caught. <laughs> okay. It took them long enough to okay, catch you then. They, really? They wanted you there at lunch. That <laughs> right. was part of their deal. They did, Would yeah. You be there at lunch. Yep. Now, uh, one thing about the school days, we had uh, we had A and B days. Uh-huh. Uh, what are those? Uh, one day, an A day, you might have uh, uh, physical education uh, at 9 o'clock or whatever. Uh, the next day would be a B day, you might have science at 9 o'clock. Okay. The next day would be an A day, you would have... Okay, but this, this was in the morning. And lunch, class. and they wanted you there at, for the physically there for lunch. Right. Yeah. Okay, now it's 1 o'clock in the afternoon, lunch is over, what happens then? You just go back for your rest of your classes till three thirty. Right? Well, I mean, I thought you went to work. Or if you worked, well, you went to work. Uh, the, you know, the ones that worked. Either way, the ones that worked. Some did both because not not everybody worked. That's right. Okay, well, actually, just went to that work. was mostly for like maybe uh, juniors, seniors. Juniors and seniors. Okay. Well, but we'll just we'll just call you all juniors and seniors. So, right. so in in the other grades, in the eighth grade, you were there all day long. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. But as a junior or a senior, you you at, at one o'clock you went to your job. How did you get to your job in the afternoon? Uh, different ways. Uh, the jobs usually started at one o'clock. So what would happen? Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll go we'll, we'll use our working people. Okay. Uh, our working people, like I say, our working people would start their class at seven thirty. It was a DE, uh, which stood for Distributive Education. DE, yeah. You start your class at 7.30 in the morning? Right. Okay. And that class, uh, you learned how to, uh, how to conduct interviews, how to, how to, inter- how to be interviewed. Uh, you learned money management. Uh, Things that really help you in life. Different job yeah. skills. And that lasted until 8.30. And then uh, you had... Uh, Regular classes regular until classes, noon. 
Well, well, till eleven thirty. Eleven thirty or so. Okay. Yeah. But then they wanted you there for lunch. If you're going to yeah, go to you work, had to sign in for lunch. If so. you were going to go to work, why couldn't you sign in for lunch and then go to Whataburger and have a cheeseburger? Well, uh, that's what I did. <laughs> but it wasn't because they allowed you to do that. But, they, uh, <laughs> but you, were, you were fixing to leave anyway, so what was the big deal? Right. So so what what would happen? You would eat at, you would eat at eleven thirty, and yeah. you figure you'd be finished at twelve, and then you would. Uh, some of us took the bus. Would take the bus to work. I did. Now uh-huh. the ones that worked at the, at the uh, Austin Lighthouse, which is which is a sheltered workshop, which is completely across town from the school right. for the blind. Oh yeah. Now they they uh, the school. Usually provided transportation for them okay. to go there, uh, but uh, like uh, you would leave at twelve noon to take the bus to be to be at work by one o'clock, mm-hmm. and then you'd usually work till five. And we had people working. Uh, let's see now, we had people working at. Uh, we had one. Well, these were one one man jobs at these different places. We had. Uh, uh, Reese Lumber Company. We had somebody there. Uh, I worked at the Austin American Statesman. In a department store. You worked at a department right. store, uh, didn't you? I worked at Shoppers World. Uh, and we had, uh, what did we have? We had somebody work at, uh, what was it, Burger Chef, was it? Yeah, somebody worked at State Capitol making copies of things. That's oh, amazing. Sorted yeah. jobs. And we had, uh, see, we had somebody working at a steakhouse. It was a banana, what was it, Bonanza, was it? Bonanza used to be a little bonanza, yeah, little yeah. thin steaks. But but these were real jobs, right? Oh, yeah, they sure. Paid, little, paid you real money, little part-time job. Your real paycheck, just like a sighted child kid would do, just like Callie, my my our niece Callie's working at Best Buy. Sure, yeah, she same goes, deal. She goes at, at four o'clock, I think, in the afternoon, works to nine at Best Buy every day, or every yep. most, lots of days. Yeah, same deal. Same deal. So what a wonderful way to equip a blind person uh, to to be norm to have excuse me to have a normal. <laughs> I mean, yeah, God, it was great. My, it was good. Yeah. You know, uh, that's unthinkable, John. Yeah. Been it, didn't it? <laughs> I sit around and hear all these stories about the way this. I think they're began. lying. <laughs> well, you'd almost think so. <laughs> where, where are the? Uh, well, we so. we're bringing out the lie detectors. Yeah, right? I think they're lying. <laughs> yeah, bring them on. It couldn't have been like this. This, this ain't the same blind school I went to. I think yeah. they deserve to go back and have a dose of our situation. Well, it's even better yeah. now because I, I don't even think they have to stay on campus on the weekends now. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, now, that'd be a deal, wouldn't it? Yeah. What, what, do they go to motels or something? No, I think they go home. I think they have drivers that take them home. <laughs> well, of course, the last year I was there, I did pretty much as I pleased because I knew I wasn't coming back, and I was playing in a dance band, and I did have a little extra money. And I was playing in a dance band, and I, I went home when I wanted to and went where I wanted to. If I wanted to go to San Antonio with Gene, I just I didn't get parental permission. I just went because I, I knew I wasn't going back. And Ellie was 17 years old, you know. Uh, yeah. I was. So you kind of knew kind of what we had, a, you know, got a taste. Of yeah, but it was everything we I did was illegal. If they had, if they, if they caught me doing this, if they, they knew I was doing it, they just didn't want to. Yeah, with they me. probably just didn't want to mess. They with didn't me. want to mess with me because they knew I wasn't coming back. They knew they weren't going to let me come back. Yeah. And so, but I pretty well. But you know, this is this sounds so normal and so nice. What I wonder what precipitated. What, how could they have gone from where we were in '59 when I left, '58 when I left, to? Uh, where you all were in 1970. I don't know how they could have done that. I, I, think, I think when Bill Allen left, that was it. I think that's it. I think I, I, Pam it. had it on the nose, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that was it. Yeah, it sure sounds like it changed a whole when, lot. When Bill Allen left, the whole everything changed, right? 
And and we had uh, the uh, the black people. Uh, we had them with us then. Uh, yeah, in which we didn't have. I don't know where right. I don't know where black people went to to uh, blind school. They they had a separate campus in Austin. There was a black B, blind uh, school in B, Austin. Uh, BDNO blind deaf and uh, let's see well, blind deaf and Orvin. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we didn't have any deaf students with us, but everything was integrated by then. Uh, yes, time we, we, it should be. Well, we, uh, we did uh, in 72, 73, they started that. Yeah, I guess I just never ran across. But, yeah, they did, actually, didn't they? And we had one wheelchair student. Remember, John, the, the yeah. girl that we helped, that we uh, carried to? I, I, I've talked well, it, to her like, at lunch. Yeah, it sounds like some blind school that I never I never went to. I, I don't know anything about it. I still <laughs> were a little bit early. We're it, at 55. I know so. that. I started the theme then. The theme is about 320. So okay. It takes um, about that long to get through with it. But, man, it sounds like the school went through some changes. It sounds like we had a country club, man, compared to what y'all did. Compared to what we had. It's, and, it's, and then now we've been back to the alumni. They used to have alumni, and now they have uh, cable, you know. Cable TV, yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and of course we did. We didn't get. We didn't even talk about the building changes. We didn't even get around to that. Well, and the cottages are air conditioned now, right? Oh yeah, uh, that, that oh, was '67 uh, or '68. Well, when we done, were there, it was air conditioned. I'd have done without the air conditioning and a little more freedom. Would have Absolutely. Been. The snack bar on campus though was nice. I mean, What's you just bar? go we and get. A, we never snack bar. You know, things to drink and eat. And we had a Coke machine. All right, Philip, you've already had two cokes today. Well, we we. <laughs> We didn't have a Coke machine in the dorm. They had Coke machines at our place. We had we Coke machine in the dorm, son. See, we didn't have that. Sitting downstairs, cigarette machine, Coke machine, candy machine. If we wanted something in the dorm, we had to go steal it from the kitchen. That was and a major uh, breakthrough. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, we did raid the kitchen. Okay. Well, I, I got did called. I, they were threatening to call the Texas Rangers. But I, I don't know. They, uh, <laughs> they must have they must have got it. And, and it wasn't the baseball team. They, they must have got a hell of a buy on pinto beans by, by every year on Zirkel. They sure served a lot of them. I took a whole thing of ice cream up from my room. Pinto beans aren't bad, but they, uh, you know. The food was pretty rough, I think. Oh, the food was pretty bad. When y'all were there and when we were there. Two J's got a lot of my business. But if you you could eat off campus, who cared? I I mean, I can remember going. I just didn't eat all week. And Friday nights before we went to play, I'd have them stop by, and I'd get three or four hamburgers and eat them on the way to the job. Sound like John Connolly. Well, I had (laughs) three or four hamburgers every night. All right. Uh, We uh, we thank you all, Pam. Thank you, ma'am. And we'll let you go back to sleep or doing whatever you're doing. Okay. And we appreciate you talking with us, and we've got your husband down here, and we'll take good care of him, all right? Great. That's good. <laughs> Thank Pam. Um, uh, John Bennett, John Conley, and uh, Don Shaw have also been with us, and uh, we've been talking about blind schools, and uh, we'll let you all go. Uh, uh, we'll continue this discussion around the table in the house. How about that? That sounds like that a deal, like doesn't it? Thank you, gentlemen. We'll see you next week. Uh, if you'd like to be a guest on Blind Like Me, email me, blindlikeme at txucom.net. I'm Phil Parr. Thank you all for being with us. We'll see you next week.